Yeah, we're just, we're just having a little bit. We're just kind of having a, yeah, we're checking in. We're having an informal chat. Intimate. Yes. Intimate chat. Although this is where people do show up, and then we have to kind of like. Well, that's yeah. 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 And um, well, I mean, we'll keep this informal then. Just, I mean, just out of curiosity, how? I mean, do you know Alison? Do you know? Explain. Explain. Okay. Explain. I am. My name is Alison Sampson. I drew Winnebago Graveyard. I actually haven't been making comics for very long. Hello. Like about. If you want to come in, you're more than welcome. Years. And uh, oh, fair enough. And um, and I have a tenant downstairs, and um, I'm drawing horror stuff at the moment. But actually, in life, um, I've, I've actually been an architect for quite a long time. And then, as I say, so I'm architect like in um, like old fashioned um, sort of things. Good buildings, stuff. Um, some yes, actually. Because if you're looking for horror like things, you would at like. Buildings have been around centuries, like from the door to This is where oh, we're going to get Shall we move a little bit further back? I don't know. Come in and um, what we're saying. Um, what we're saying. Yes, actually, you have a really good point. That um, that's part. What you said is partly why. Um, somebody just asked me earlier, why are you working with Stephen Niles? How did you get to do that? And it's because. I think partly because of my job, it's sort of I can I'm interested in locations and settings mm. and um, like if you're if you're setting something in the American Southwest like we are, there's a whole thing going on with the landscape and um, you know camping and cactuses and scary. Yeah, well, mm. well actually, not in our instance, but could be Winnebago's a clue. And uh, no, you're right. It's, it is a tribe, but not our tribe. Yes. And then. Um, you know, sort of old timber houses and sort of ghost town, abandoned towns. Mine, yeah. And Especially, mines, yeah, I've yeah, heard about there some uh, old ghost towns and that. Funny you should mention that, that the book is set in one, yeah. actually. But I'll tell you what, um, the elevator pitch. Yeah. Family go on holiday in the, in the camper van. Accident, you've heard, you've all heard this. Accidentally get the camper van still into creepy, creepy fairground mm. and end up getting stuck in a town full of Satanists. And it's what happens next. Oh, it's, But actually, it's what happens next is most of the story. The thing is, this is written by Steve Niles, who is a veteran horror writer. And it's kind of, he's very much the master of, you know, do they live? Do they die? Do they die, then live, then die, then live? You know, who's going to get it? What's going to happen to them? Does he get his face kicked off? What is going on? So it's kind of, it, it, to some extent, it's kind of helpful not to tell you because it's, um, you have to read it because that's what the book's about. It, yeah, and, and actually, we do actually have a red wedding moment. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We, we do. We do. Well, well, that's what, it's not what I described it. Somebody else said, I read that thing and you have, have one of those, and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> so one shouldn't get attached to characters. I that was that would spoil the it, 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 it absolutely gutted me. I, I didn't. I, even when I was drawing, I come did in, not. Come I, in, did, come in. I did not think that it was going to be kind Grab of like. Seat, you know, so I did not. I did not think it would affect me as much as it did. But I was gutted. Yeah. I, f I find Winnebago Graveyard really interesting because it's. A sh it's actually a short period of time yeah, that takes place yeah, in like yeah. a four-issue stretch. It's, it's almost it's kind of like it's almost it's like a tone days, poem. It's two days. Yeah. It's a tone poem. Yeah. Would you, would, yeah, yeah. No. 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 It. It is. Um, and, and I get I get asked to do quite a lot of that. And I yeah. think our colorist helps that. I mean, you have to. I mean, the, nearly the whole comic. About ninety percent of the comic is set at night. 
and that's a super, super, super hard thing to draw when you think actually everything should be black. But, and everything's lit by pitchforks, and it's um, really kind of dark, yeah. and well, yeah, it's a real grim evil, piece of work. Uh, evil light, uh, yes, no, and, and that's another good point, that this is... Mm. The question, one of the, the themes of the series is, who is the monster? You know, who are these people? And um, I had, and I was like, Steve, you know, I asked Steve, I said, should I, can I show their faces? Do they have faces? And if so, what are their faces like? And he was like, no, you can't show their faces. So it goes on, well, so it goes on a whole way where it's kind of like, who are these people? And um, it's, we've been, we were writing it before what you were talking about became a kind of theme, but it does fit. <coughs> it's um, these I'm trying may to or may not be people you. Yeah, like I'm trying to decide well, how much we can actually get into the story. I mean, who's, I, I'm, I'm who's trying, actually I'm, read Winnebago? I don't think any. I, I'm probably, no. Okay. I'm, I'm trying not. Spoil, I'm trying. We're trying not to spoil it because it, it, we're not. We're not spoiling it. Yeah, we're not absolutely. spoiling it. But, but I will go. I will go on the basis that you haven't read it, so I don't trash it if you want to. Yeah. So we'll just we'll tread lightly. I mean, it's very difficult to talk about without getting into some pretty big spoilers. Because, uh, I mean, there's certain elements that I want to talk about um, in terms of it being pure... I mean, it's pure horror. Yes. It's a horror comic. It's, it's, Steve has been around a long time. He's yeah. been writing horror comics since the 80s, probably. And um, I mean, I tell he's, you, he's got a way of doing yeah, things. I'll tell you another book, which also uh, published by Image, which... It almost look kind of like a, a twin sister, as it were. Has anyone read, uh, read Witches? Uh, Very flattering. It's definitely sitting in the same kind of category. It, it but the thing about witches is it also, um, this is Y, W Y T C H E S. And it kind of reinterprets the witch um, mythology for. Uh, it's, it's a very cool book, but your book does that for. Satanism, yes. but it also in very similar to witches in that it deals with real monsters and and also real people. Yeah, it, it, that that's the other one. That Im- image books with real people in it, real settings with real lives, actually relatively unusual. There's quite a lot of sci-fi or not fantasy, not, not, not gra- yeah, yeah, not grabbing mm-hmm. the world in this way. But this is real people, real places. It was it made it harder to draw because of that. That mm-hmm. like you know, Winnebago graveyard. It's a bit of a clue there. It's going. To, I'm going to have to draw a lot of camper vans. And <laughs> yeah. I did, uh, like a lot. Well, just something sweat at the thought of them. Uh, yeah, it's it is a real world book, and it does have. They did, and like witches, where well, I think witches holds off on revealing the monster. Yeah, ours ours is like that as well. Where to su- I'm not going to say anymore. Okay, there you it's go. Oh, yes, yeah, he just got. Just yeah, you are definitely going to have to, go, have to yeah, kind of just cut that, yeah. cut that bit where okay. I start saying I'll be things. Sure, um, obviously, again, besides talking to you downstairs, I don't know too much about it. Yeah. It's nice, actually, not knowing much. Like, how big is your sort of cast of characters who have it, to go it's through the horror? Quite big. It is the core. The core people are a family: um, mother, new husband, teenage, youngish teenage son from a He's previous marriage. Who's Oh, he's, 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 he's a, tip, he's a it, petulant it, little shit. Everybody seems to hate him. He's actually my nephew. So oh, like, that's but he, he's oh yeah, you do actually teenage. want him to buy it. <laughs> yeah, no, everybody. Uh, that, he's that's, a that, 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 he's, he's not quite. He's actually he's just. He's actually <laughs> just. T- he's just a real teenager. <coughs> but he does do. He's kind of, kind of aged. He's at a really interesting point in his life where he's a bit of a. It's like um, sort of about 12. 
where you look at them one way and they're children, and you look at them the other way and they're teenagers, and he's kind of a bit of yeah. both in the book, and he's he's therefore quite vulnerable. And there's, there's one Deacon who is also in the book. He's actually younger. Deacon is um, these are real people. Deacon is called Akash in real life, and Akash is ten. And um, um, what's his name? Um, Bobby is um, twelve. So, so there's a real kind of, you, 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 you can as a reader kind of come at it from various ways. You can either come in via the grown-ups, mm. or you can come in via the kids. Yeah. Mm. You can even come in via the Satanists and kind of... Because, like, because, because the Satanists are, well, they've got feet and hands at least. Yeah, just, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's, I, I found interesting because the, the book itself, if you actually pick it up, you'll notice that there's um, essays in the back which get into sort of some real um, uh, in-depth discussions about Satanism, certainly in 2017. And I find the whole thing works as a, as a coalesced piece of work because then it, you, it's almost supporting the, the main What we wanted to do arc. was, I mean, the bottom line is, um, I don't have... We're talking horror, so yeah, perfect for the, the kids. The book is a teen book. Teenagers yeah. don't have a lot of money. We want to give the best value possible because like, we want people to enjoy the book. So what we did was... Who was the, I, I, who was the target audience, would uh, you say? Any, anyone who picks no, up no, comics? No it's, a, no, it's a specific person. It, it's, when, you make, when you make your own comics, it's quite a good idea to make it for one person. And it's the boy on the front of the first issue, Alistair, who is my nephew. It, and uh, so it's like, what he was doing was he was going to school and talking about horror films with his friends. And he knows quite a lot, he, knows, he reads a lot of film magazines, he knows a lot about horror films. So I was like, well, when I was kind of around about that age, I, that age, I was reading things like James Herbert. So what Steve and I wanted to do, it's a James Herbert reference. It's me as a kid. All, yeah, it's, it's people of a certain, it's all the parents have read James Herbert when they're about 11, which we shouldn't have, because it's like that. And um, what we wanted to do was give the equivalent people today, the same experience. There's like, you know, at some stage, you may not have read any horror, but at some stage, children, te- young people, teenagers, people read their first adult horror book. This is that book. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that horror in 2017 actually doesn't equate, it's like you say, it doesn't equate to um, Winnebago Graveyard, because horror in 2017 almost has to work by real world rules, as it were. So, like stuff like Saw yeah. and Hostel, it's almost like there is a determined real world <coughs> sensibility. But, but, but with Winnebago yeah, Graveyard, and indeed James Herbert, if you haven't read stuff like Sepulchre or Magic Cottage or something. Like if you haven't read any yeah. James Herbert, it's the rats. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the rats is another one. It, it's when you then start questioning what's real and what's dream and yeah. what where and then, then you realize that the dream is informing real world and then things start getting really interesting or, or in my case when i read the rats and this is what i said to steve we went i went out to see steve and you know the rats are there the man's in the man hides in the cover from the rats the rats eat their way through the door then they eat the man it's kind of like fun for all the family it, it, well, it, yeah it's kind of should we say memorable um and i was like to steve that's, um, you know, I can't really explain this. It's, it's a very <laughs> 1970s book. Yeah. It's sort of. Who approached who, by the way? Um, simultaneous. Jump in. Simultaneous so. approaching. 
as, as it turned out. Right. I asked him around about the time he asked me. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what that's my understanding. Because I'm absolutely sure I asked him, but he thinks that he asked me. So. <laughs> I think I think we're both right. I've seen a few horrors like that new film yeah. Mother yeah. that came out, which was yeah. bizarre. Yeah. yeah. That. that was weird. Um, where would you suggest introducing yourself to that sort of topic? Would Winnebago someone to start? Or would yes. You... Yes, it, it is written for that because um, it's it's actually what you, you it isn't what you just described. Like as oh, um, okay. uh, what Leonard would, yeah. <laughs> well, no, yeah. Well, no, no, that's right. But what Leonard said is modern day horror has to work by modern day rules, and actually, it's not a great starting point for horror because I think it can put you off really quickly because it's kind of you get it. It kind of, can be kind of torture porn, and you're like, "Why am yeah. I watching this?" Well, we're actually, or, so we're, you know, we're, we're, or I'm bored. We're actually evolving into kind of the, the, the old James Herbert styles. So you've got stuff like yeah. um, Ouija yeah. and Conjuring and that yeah. kind of thing. So you, you're coming back to that old 1970s. What we wanted to do says a lot really, that The Exorcist is coming back to tell it. What we wanted, to, what we really wanted to do, was be entertaining. <coughs> kind of, if somebody's going to buy the comic, we want to give them something that's fun to read, even if it's like he has, it's kind of thrilling, it's, I think the word is thrilling, hmm. it's kind of, he has in the cupboard together. Um, so what Steve's very good at is what happens next, what happens next, what happens next. And, in, and you want to know. In most, in most comics where there is that forward momentum as well, mm. there is a sense, of, I mean, the old cliche is that you're on a roller coaster yeah. ride. But with this one, it's more like you're on those kind of like the water rapids where you really get yes. thrown about. It's, yes. And it's very and fluid he, and, and, and as well. He, and he does that. And he, that's, that's in, also that's in your in, artwork as and well. And that's, that's in the writing. Uh, well, I, th I mean, my view of it is um, the art should communicate how they're perceiving the world. And hence, if you're running, a, you know, if you're absolutely incredibly scared and you're running away, then, um, you're not getting a sense of actually you're, you're, it's, not a, it's not square, you know, it's, there, there isn't a kind of static, incredibly beautifully drawn perspective that somebody's spent a long time looking at because that's not what you're doing. You're, go, you're really barely looking at surroundings at all. And if you are, you're just, it's just out of the corner of your eye and you get the important things. And that's what I'm trying to communicate in the art, that it's like, if you're still, you're still, which you are in some parts, and if you're running, you know, away for your life, it looks like it. Um, you know, and that's... I don't think I did that kind of deliberately, but when you're making the art, you're trying to communicate a story, not just um, what's in your script, but how people feel. And, um, and, you could, and you can do that with the art. You can do lots and lots and lots of things with the art, where you're... Um, well, I mean, I mean, there's no spoiler to say there is one piece of art where they're running away, and it's it's kind of it's not tilted sideways. It's actually got the way to do it is that it's really it's a trick. You have two you have two vanishing points, and one goes like then you cross them, and you can get a a turning effect on the page by doing that, and it's like you can make people feel like they're falling over. What were the touch points when when you were talking with Steve about how the art was going to be portrayed? Books like Winnebago, what, was there any? Was there any? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Films, touch points, films, television. He did. He did books. Yeah, no, no, no. He did. He did mention films. He it was. It was Race with the Devil, and I think another one, which I forget. Because it's Race with the Devil is the really, really memorable one, which is basically a kind of low budget 
Satanism and, and I think people melt in it and stuff. Yeah. It's it, it's a really, really low biz budget West sort of horror western thing. Grungy. And it's really grungy. Yeah. It's really grungy. And, and um, it's kind of going back to what you said, it's it's set in the real world, but there is a level of reality like who is that? Yeah. What is that? And you don't Yeah, okay. Anyone else want to have yeah. Questions. Um, yeah, questions. <laughs> I mean, this is just to let you know. This is but this has turned real, real informal. Yeah, I just, I just, I think it's probably better for it. Really. Yeah. Just, yeah. You'll, you'll ask some questions. It's like yeah, jump, yeah, come yeah, on yeah, this any, way. Anything you want to jump in with, right? I was going to say how you were talking about the pattern in modern horror to delve into almost torture porn. Yeah. How do you keep your art from crossing over that line where it's I don't think I don't think there's enough of it to be honest. I mean I'm uh, sorry, I'm not it it kind of isn't torture porn because actually nobody gets tortured. Mm -hmm. It it's like they are they're a fa they're they're real people and a family first and foremost with their own interests which is like A being on holiday and B what you might think they would do if they get into a bad situation and you're seeing the world through their eyes. And um, although there is horror, it's uh, there's you always see the reaction, and you will, and it's always you see why it's occurred. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, it reminds me of the, the old Hammer. very bad. It's like um, it's you. It isn't. It isn't actually that gratuitous. Mm -hmm. if I, it's just there's probably a line left. Yeah. It reminds me of the whole the old hammer stuff, where it's yeah. all, it was all about the reaction. Yeah. It was all about the, the faces of the so, people that so, are getting so chased. There's an awful, lot, there's an awful lot of kind of. <laughs> which is. It's been a very entertaining book to draw in that respect. So, for example, it's all made with real people. And um, I think it's about. I think it's about a football team worth. There's. Um, you know, it's made in my kitchen in my garden, somebody else's kitchen, somebody else's sitting room, and I have a satanic cloak, which I didn't bring with me, but many people have tried on and been satanist. Been satanist. The, um, to say, um, Deacon and one of the satanists who goes to death, it's his sister, um, in real life. Um, there's, a, there's people from all over. There was, there was a girl who was in called Crystal, and she got written out. And then I said to her dad, still doing the comic, but she got written out, would you like to do it? And he's in it. Talking um, about horror comic. Talking about horror comic. Come in. Yeah, it's very it's informal. Just jump, jump, jump. It's, oh. it's, it's kind of, you've, yeah, I've, yeah, I've yeah. come all this way, ask me a question yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was saying. Um, you kind of touched on your, um, your, your process there a little bit. Um, Certainly, the, a lot of modern uh, contemporary artists they are moved on to digital. What, what's your process? Um, well, I've brought some of my my original art in, which oh. people are welcome to come and come <laughs> down to the table and have a look at. You're welcome to, to actually see the stuff. But what I do is um, I get the script from Steve, which is kind of quite concise. He um, it's basically dialogue and a little bit of action, but he doesn't actually, um, going back to talking about mm. you know, how we talk about the art, actually don't talk about the art. It's more, um, the, art, the art comes out of um, what he asks for. Like, sure. say for example, if the script is, they ran away, you know what the art's gonna be. Which is gonna, how does it feel to run away? What are they thinking? What are they feeling? And 
Don't get the arm. And um, so I get the script, and then I make the tiny thumbnails, like about this big, on the script, and then I expand those into <coughs> layouts at print size, which are not this big, which is still scribble. And then I um, pencil those, and it takes, that's the bit that takes ages. So, I mean, like, it's... I've been talking well, to you. Well, I mean, what is ages to you? Cause, I mean, oh, you, ages. Because we were talking about a piece that you're going to be doing this week, and you, you can oh, be turning that around pretty, pretty, pretty quickly. Or today. No, not yeah. today, because I probably won't be home today, but a bit of it will be today. Yeah, I mean, as an aside, I've, I've, somebody rang me up and asked me yesterday to illustrate the omen um, for the BBC, and I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. And um, Somebody's got New York Comic Con to get ready for. <laughs> and go She's to. Got a pack. And go to. I've packed already. It's like, it's um, but yeah, some things are quicker than than others. The Omen is a fairly known quantity, and I watched the film, and I know what it looks like, and it's given me a lot of black and stuff. So um, that's what that's relatively straightforward. But doing a comic page isn't like that because not only are you doing a series of illustrations, everything about the illustrations is, is tailored to order. Everything, you know, where their elbows are, how they're feeling, how the hair is done, and you've designed everything. So there's a lot more to it than, say, illustrating the omen, which frankly is a walk in the park compared to a comic page. In the so, script you get given, how yeah. much do you get told of sort of, or almost what to draw in terms of their location, no, what they're wearing? Not, not much. So most it, of it comes to the it, Yeah, he actually, I don't think has told me anything about what anybody's wearing apart from when I asked, could you see their faces? And he said, no, in which case, well, there's an answer. Um, I think otherwise nobody said anything at all. Um, and in terms of where they are, it was like, he wanted it to be set where he lives in Acton, in, which is, um, to my mind, a outer suburb of Los Angeles in the desert, sort of. And, um, and it is, in part. But the fact is, this is a comic, and you, you don't have to make everything kind of connect up in that mm. way. So, for example, I think it was you were asking about deserted towns. So, of course, I thought that, that was great. I had the same thought. And um, I was like, deserted town, what have we got? And so a good part of the comic is set in a place called Madrid in New Mexico, which you can Google and you'll see. Um, which is, was an old miners town which people have moved back into and rehabilitated which is sort of the theme of our comic where it's kind of the, the dead comes back to life <coughs> or something or, or the living is possessed by more people or something, something um, so I picked that I don't think Steve actually knows I didn't tell him um, but you know, technically it's all somewhere in Southern California the, the reality is it's the American Southwest yeah. Um, is there um, yeah. a point where Steve would um, sort of see what you've done thus far and go, like, oh, I like that this is going cracked on? Or is it you give him the completed thing and he goes, um, no, it's rubbish. Uh, he would, he would, he's far too nice to do that. <laughs> no, he, but he did do something like that where um, when we started, the way we did it was he said, you know, what would you like to do? Monsters in space or Satanists in Texas? And I was like, Monsters <laughs> <laughs> uh, in space, I believe may have become the image series Southern Cross if anyone reads any of books. But like, um, Satanist in Texas, I was like, okay. And then he gave me an outline, which was about one side of A4, which was supposedly the whole story at that time, which was slightly different. And I 
at that point, drew the characters, drew the settings, about four pages of drawings, and that was our pitch. And then I think probably he saw that and go, oh, she's like this, this is what she's interested in. And, and then he wrote the story for that. Was it, set, was it set to be published by Image at that point? Because I, I find the, I I find the I set can't, of... I can't tell you that. Oh, okay. Which the answer to, the, to that might be the answer. To, might be the answer. Fair enough. Because I, I find the, the, the arrangement with Image interesting. Not necessarily because of the whole ownership and the self-created titles, but just the then you have that sense of ownership for the book I in terms of a more emotional connection to the book. Well, I think, I think actually it's... The choice should be a business transaction, and it is. In that Image gives the best deal for artists in the long term, um, largely. Not, not entirely, but largely. Um, because you own your work, and, um, and therefore you can cash in on it in the future, which is not always the case. Um, but also, flipping that over, with Image, you have to do everything yourself. You're effectively paid in sales. You know, some people say to me, oh, you've got your pattern down. It's because this is how I'm paid. Not, I'm not paid to draw the comic, I'm paid to to market it. I, I'm, yeah, it, it, yes, marketing it is the best paid yeah. bit of job because you actually get paid for how much you do. And uh, sort of. And so, um, if you think you've got a good book, it's like gambling. Does that make sense? If you think you're good, and you are, that's good. And if you think you're good and you're not good, you'll find out. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of like, but the more you put in, the more you get out, effectively. And if you're prepared to do that, then it works. I mean, it, that, that's different, a very different story for if I was incredibly famous, it, I might be saying something different. But as it is, my first comic was published by Image. And the first page of my first comic was also the first time I'd ever drawn a man. Um, and that's not to say I spent all my time drawing women. I didn't. I just haven't spent my time drawing anything figurative at all. And um, so... Yeah, like, like as I say, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm closest, of, of most comic creators, I'm closest to the people in the audience because give or take about four years, I am you, you know. Some, one day some, somebody rang me up and said, will you draw my graphic novel? And I said yes, and then I did it. And I haven't drawn a comic before except for four pages. Or really anything. I'm going to ask a question and I'm going to open it up to everyone else who just wants to dive in. I want to go back to your working process, and it's a question I really like to ask artists. Soundtrack or music or no music? Oh, you're going to hate this. <laughs> I, 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 I have to have repeating, I just have boring repeating dialogue. Like, I'll, I'll, I know. What, like podcasts and... No, 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 even podcasts are too much. It, it's stuff that... I've, I've listened to The West Wing. I, I can have television. Television it, on in the background. I, yeah, it, well, like, it's because you can't watch it. You, you can't, if you're drawing... It becomes like karaoke, you, you know what the, the dialogue no, is, no, so it's almost like just kind of like wanders in the background. So, for example, um, any, any sort of Sorkin TV, because it's all dialogue, and it's just like, you can't watch it. I'd love to watch more with subtitles, but I can't watch anything with subtitles. Um, things like true, like long-running long series like um, HBO stuff, True Blood, um, whatever's going on, um, Black Sails I enjoyed, and I'll, I'll have news streams, but it's basically dialogue that only takes a part of my brain. Yeah, I know. And so even a lot of music 
is too much. I do. I, I mean, it's why I was yeah. really always interested when I see uh, John Cassidy yeah. doing live streams, yeah. and he had to actually stop doing the live streams because the sound was blowing out people's speakers because he just puts metal on very loud. Yeah. It, 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 wow. it, Even when he's doing like Star Wars or just doing kind of like a real commercial piece, he's got so like some it, real it's, like temper yeah. film. It's, 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 it's awesome. it, it is it is quite a metal book, but it, I didn't listen to any metal. I list, I have to I have to admit if it's got music attached to it, it's what they were listening to in the van. So it's probably a bit of country music, um, which sounds it, it it's um, that's what that's what goes with it. It's, it's, if, 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 our, if our lead character, Chrissy, if she, if, if she does a bit of singing on the side, it's what she sings. So it's kind of um, bluegrass and um, American country music, which I quite like, actually. But, um, yeah, not, not the most hit music, but that's kind of important. So, yes. Cool. Does anybody have any questions? Yeah, jump in. You've got, you've got, you've got someone who's been itching back here. I just saw, like, I could see sorry, it. Sorry, sorry. which if you Google that, it will come up. And it costs um, about eight pounds or something. And uh, they last for an eternity. I think I'm on my third one, ever. You know, so you can, the whole of Winnebago graveyard was drawn with one pen. Do you ink your own stuff? Yes. I, I was, this is my hidden secret in comics, is I was a professional inker as a teenager. Ah. Which is like, nobody does that anymore. I, I'm, I'm just old enough to be pre-digital in the drawings, in, in a professional sense. So my first job ever as a 16-year-old was I worked for... Do you know, have you heard of Porter Cabin? Porter, Porter Cabin make um, prefab... Well, they probably changed the name of that. They made prefabricated um, buildings, which you can stack up. If you've seen a building site, it's likely they've got Porter Cabins. And... Um, they were a local firm to me, and they ran a big drawing office, and I got a job as a 16-year-old in their drawing office, helping the artists in the drawing office set up perspectives. And I used to help people in the drawing office finish, the, finish their drawings. So that was a really, really great start for art, because it was so kind of, everything had to be super perfect, you know, they like, they had me going around with a raised baby, you know, the dots off the drawings, all sorts of stuff. And so I would do the hatching for them, and I would, you know, Things like draw the trees and things like that. 
and help the perspective artists set up perspectives. And, um, and then I did that while I was at college, and then I did it while I was, when I finished college. Then I went back to college to finish my studies, and then when I came out, the computers were coming in, and that was kind of nearly it. So I was done with inking by the time I was about uh, 21. Um, so when I came around to comics, nearly 20 years later, I was like, oh, I wonder if I can ink a drawing. You know, I wonder if I can still do that. Something, um, yeah. something I actually asked you about yeah. in terms of, because when you're talking about your, your comics, I yeah. actually talked to you about your comics history. I mean, what you, were, what you read which, when you Which were, there is not much of. No, it, uh, yeah, I mean, because uh, in case you didn't catch the beginning, um, Alison does have uh, a background in... Um, I'm an architect. Architect. I actually um, am an architect as yeah, opposed yeah, to, like, what's yeah. still. I mean, when you... Oh, OK, I was going to ask that as well. Yeah. When it comes to describing what you do, are you a full-time architect, part-time comics artist? No, I'm, or? A, full, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a full-time comics artist who is also fully paid up in her architecture dues, meaning I could practice tomorrow. There you If go. I wanted okay. to, right, okay. which at the moment... So, when it came to your comics, when you were uh, reading as um, a young Yes. What was it? 2018. Fair enough. Of course. Um, and I was not, it wasn't bought for me, it was bought for my older brother. Um, and we, therefore, I think we probably, I was probably got it when I was about seven, because my older brother had it, and so I read his. And I think most people of my age who were British were bought up on 2008, everybody had it. And it was in the newsagents. It was everywhere. Like, you know, you'd go, you'd go and you'd have, you spend, I forget how much it cost, maybe 50? 75p was I was going to say, it was, it was not much. It was, I was thinking it was 15 or so. It was really, really cheap. It was just really pulpy paper and you'd get some sweets and you get to the and that's what you get every week. And it'd come from the newsagent. And, um, and everybody read it. And so... You could definitely see that in your art style as well. Something with like the... I just like the black and white. and sort of like the, the castle yeah. square stuff, the real scratchy It's the square. Yeah. He's my man. Fair enough. As opposed to anything more stylized. It, it's actually the biggest impression was made on me by the first. Okay. If that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes. Um, so it's really, there is um, another comic he drew. Cause it, was it, is it Vampires of the Eastern Front? Yes. Do you know which one I mean? Yes. Yeah, I know what you And mean. it's absolutely, it's, it's about Nazi vampires. But at the time... Oh, it's, was, it's the simplest at, picture you've ever got. At, really. at, the, at the time when I read it, it was like there was a lot more Nazis in the comics and, um, than there are now. And it's, it was terrifying. Um, like, it's really hard to explain, but it's, it's, I've, I bought a copy about two years ago to see if I was exactly what it was about I was so scared of. And it's still terrifying. It's, um, there's more stuff like that on TV now, and there's, there's more vampires around, but at that point, it was like, it was almost different. But Carlos Esquire drew that for, um, it's another rebellion book, and, um, and it was in 2018, and that's the one that made the bigger impression, actually. It's 2080, I remember, but that's the, that's the one which really scared the shit out of me. Okay. Well, I'm going to get back to that, because yeah. I'm going to ask a big question, so I'm going to find out if there's anybody who has a question first before I get into um, this. Just a variation of yeah. what you asked. Yeah. Does the writer ever tell you, like, kind of angle that he wants? Like, no, no, no. It's um, in, the, <laughs> in the graphic novel that is coming, but not in the single. Oh, no, there is a, there is a script sample in the singles. In, issue, in the back of issue four... I've put in a script sample about like what he does say. You can just and and um, what he says for everybody else's benefit is 
I think he says, um, they look into the barn, they look into the barn, it's a picture of them looking into the barn, and then in the barn there's like 20 camper vans with a narrow corridor between them, and that's what they see. And so what I do is, so, so the question is, is how, how do you draw 20 camper vans? How do you make it look like the feeling that they have, which is, oh no, um, so how do you tackle that? And then I draw, I also show you what I drew. And it's the difference between one and the other is the answer to your question. It's kind of, he does, he doesn't not, he doesn't tell me, but he gives me something which, to me, the only answer was to do what I've done. I think sense. it's the old, the old Hollywood story of um, the Indians take the fall. It's yeah. the, the one, you get the one line, the yeah. Indians take the fall, and then the artist, the cinematographer, the director, then has to fill but 20 was, minutes worth of stuff like, where the Indians say, take the fall. You know, he says there's 20 campervans that actually are 20 campervans. It's like, if you can. But it's kind of, sometimes you only see a bit of the wheel. Um, so... Don't tell you anything about panels or how to... Um, he, he, he sometimes does. He sometimes will say, big panel. Oh. That, that, does, that does occur, but this not, big not, not, not really very often, and I don't always... The, th the, thing, the thing is, he may want a big panel, but it may be that other things on the page also take up space. And sometimes, so a big panel might be just something that just creeps over the halfway mark or something. Um, I was going to ask how, how with, you know, each real moment, you decide, decide how big that's going to be. Do you draw a person's skin up, skin down? Uh, do you draw it big? Not, oh, yeah, there's, lot, yeah, yeah, there's, 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 there's lots, lots of, um, <coughs> of trial and error. Which is why I draw it. I effectively draw it four times. I draw it once. At th I get the script and I'm thinking about it, but I don't draw it. I draw a thumbnail, which is usually something entirely different from how it turns out. I do, but you know, my first hack at big and small and left and right. Um, I do a layout, which is very close to what I end up with, as it turns out. But it, it's got lots and lots of scribbly lines on it, and they look. Somebody wanted me to put one in a comic, and they look so ugly. I just couldn't. So they're just like <laughs> it's basically like if your cat shed some hair, it would look like that. It's kind of like fluffy. Well, I'm just trying to find the line, and then um, and then I pencil it and then ink it. But actually, it's where the layout is, which is the thing that actually is the biggest bit of work. Although it's not the longest bit of work, it's the biggest bit of work. The layout is where the work takes place, if that makes sense. So I don't always know. But I'm, I'm sort of seeking the line. Yeah. And um, I'm not always right, either. But, you know, that, that's, that's the way it goes. You, have to just, you just have to pick something and hope it works. I mean, you never know, you know. You never know until people read it. What I wanted to ask is about the comics code was created because in the reaction to horror comics, yeah. uh, you know, tales of suspense, tales of horror, all of those kind of classic kind of yeah. vampire monster movies yeah. and monster comics. Yeah. We are now in a period where comics are pretty much given free reign because they are recognised yeah. as a contemporary art form yeah. and that comics code element. Yeah. Yeah. Are we seeing a resurgence in? Because, I mean, to just kind of get, if you haven't read Winnebago Breakout, there's no sugarcoat in this thing. It's a balls-to-wall horror comic. It, it doesn't, it doesn't sugarcoat anything. But, 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 it is a teen book. And we, I don't yeah. know quite where your question was no, going. I'm trying to work but, out but it, where it, we it, are in The bottom line is, um, there are rules in the States. It may be less so here, 
but we know a lot of Americans that we want Americans to look at the book as well, and they do have rules, even if they're unwritten. For oh, right. example, I have had to... In my, in amongst our guest artists, we have a lot of guests, a lot of female guest artists, and all the guest all the female guest artists, everybody wanted to be the Satanist. Everybody wanted to draw a naked witch queen on the throne. All of them. And um, <coughs> I after a couple of these, I had to start saying, no, you know, you mm. need to do... You can't all draw the same thing. But, you know, they also wanted to make a sexy naked witch queen on the throne. And like, I'm really sorry, but you can't do that. You know, we, we cannot have any nipples. And you, we've got to bear in mind, it's a teen market. We want it to be in libraries. We want parents to let their children read it. You cannot make it. You've got to kind of cover up some of that stuff. You know, more hair, more skulls, more blood, whatever. Fine, but not sexy. And... Um, so it's totally, there's, there's um, um, some of the guest artists a little, I had, I had to ask them to tone it down a bit. It's not all like that, but it's, there's a couple of people who did that. And, and yeah, uh, if they'd had their way, there would be eight naked witch queens, ne- eight naked sexy witch queens on the throne, if they'd had their way. Um, would I buy it? Yeah, every, every, you would, you would. And we, it's just, that's the nature of the market. So what we're, we, we want actually parents to let their children read the book. So what influenced us was nothing to do with the code, but more kind of, as I say, it's my nephew Alistair on the front. He was, he's sort of, he's a little, he's, how old is he now? He's 14 now, but he's sort of 12 in the book. Would, would his dad let him, if his dad would let him act it, we're good. Which his dad, is, my, my brother is, you know, he's pretty free with what they do and, you know, so it was cool. Um, and, and also we geared it up around the ages of the people we're dealing with. So, for yeah. example, Deacon, who is on the cover of issue three, or Akash, as he's actually called, is on the cover of issue three. He's ten. And we're like, you know, Akash, I, I'm not going to say what happens to him. It's what I said to him. And he was like, really, it was the best thing that had happened to him. He was very excited about yeah. it. But it wasn't, you know, the, he's acting it. it yeah. was, it's, it's okay. Um... I can't, I'm trying, I, I can't tell you yeah. what I said to him, so he's going to no. give it away. But it's like, stuff happens to him, and he was right, cool with it. But it's kind of, that's the nature of being a ten-year-old, it would surprise you. It's, this is why, it's, this is why, it's a book for everybody, but it's also a team book. Because it's kind of, no, that happens. And um, it works at that level. It, it, that's I'm, why it's got a surprisingly young I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by that, because yeah. I would have aimed a little... Higher. Well, in, in yeah. reading it, yeah, the, no, no. Well, the reality, the reality is that it's the thing is, 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 it's not. Firstly, I'm making it for one person who is that, but also, the thing we have to cast our eye on is the edges of our market. The centre is, like, as you point out, many people would, could, could do a sexy naked witch queen on the throne. Many people, many people like our book, many people like Steve Niles. But where, what you really ask me is, where is the edges of your market? Sure. And the edges of our market is probably our age group okay. it's it's definitely got there's definitely below the lip there's definitely below the line because kind i'm, of, I'm you know, thrilled that we've got quite frankly um young people listening to it it is it is kind of it's kind of a young person's book there but this is like if people haven't read any horror this is where you start yeah if you haven't read any, it's all you no. Know, it's extreme horror, all drawn by women, which is rel- is very unusual in its own right. So it's kind of like we didn't touch into it. It's, it's just, well, it's yeah. fine. It's, but it's but it's quite new school in that respect. 
you know, there's, there's, there's stuff in this book that nobody's ever seen before because, as it turns out, and as you might expect, women draw horror differently, and they do. And, and that's something for the future, where we've had a couple of people who've been guest artists and they're like, we really, really, really enjoy drawing this and we want to do more. As, uh, do you know Pauline again, the show? The, um, does, um, Please she, go and check her out. She's, she does, um, like, she does tween. Um, very kind of beautiful and fun pink tween comics, which are great. But um, anyway, so she, I asked her to do a horror piece because I don't know, somebody had given me the lowdown that she was into it. And it turned out she was. And it doesn't look like anything else. And, it's, and, 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 and her internet just went completely mad for it. Um, so it's quite likely she will do a horror, I think she will do a horror book. I mean, I hope she does. Yeah. But it's kind of, um, as it turns out, you know, this, this, although it's got a kind of old school writer, it's a relatively new school book, mm. I think. Oh, that no, makes sense. It definitely yeah. has that contemporary feel. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the different guest artists. Yeah. Kind of do, yeah. stuff. do you find that uh, the comedy done by the different artists, some are more appropriate for different age groups or your different target market? No, no. As it, I mean, there was there was some criteria to my selection. I mainly went for people who either did animation or had stuff that looked like animation, and and that the reason for that was firstly to make my art look good, to make it really clear that it was not my art, as it's really different, not just a bit different, but really different. And you know, so there wasn't any kind of conf- what you can do if you're not careful. If you have art that's too similar to your story, people could start thinking it is the story, and then you, your story stops reading properly and it yeah. confuses people. It's yeah, I always wanted to find Dave McKinnard inside yeah. the book. Yeah. It, 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 you can confuse people more easily than you might think if the art in the guest art is too similar. Um, so, but they all. They all have a very, very broad appeal. Like um, Helen Chen, who covered my, my, did my, did the green cover that I have on my table. She does a visual development for Disney, and that's where I come from. I mean, it's not like it's a Disney film, but it's kind of that's incredible. That that art has an incredibly broad appeal. It really does. Everybody loves that cover, and I do too. So, it, we, 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 so that's, that's our guest artist. Yeah. At this point, I would then turn around and recommend if you haven't read Winnebago Graveyard, go down to the table, pick up, I mean, like, please tell me you're in the form. We've got, we've, got, we've got four, we've got, as I say, for most of you, you've, most of you are already, already heard from me, oh. but it's like, come down to the table, you can see it, you don't, you, know, you can, frankly, you can read it and you don't have to buy it, but it's there. I brought a big book of the original art, which, which is, just come behind. It's on. It's on. It's behind my band. You have to come behind my band and look at it on the floor because the tape, my table is a bit small to have it, so it's just there. Um, I've I've got I've got some. Everybody has said they're coming round and then going to come at the end of the day. Probably don't leave it to the end of the day because I've had en- be I've had enough people come round to believe some of them. Yeah. If that makes sense. Fair enough. So the end of the day might be a bit of a bit of a thing. Um, I've only got one original cover le- original cover left for number one, so like that's going to go soon. Um, that's Something it. else I can't afford. Fantastic. Um, so there if we you are. could have a round of applause, please, Alison. Yeah. Uh, and go down and